0: Well, hello there! My name is Bernice and welcome to my podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. I wanted to create a podcast to remind you that skating is for everyone. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking to Anita Saxana from the Pelham Civic Complex and Ice Arena and Magic City Theater on Ice. And she's been skating for a long time. And she's also writing a book i'm really excited to introduce her to you so sit back grab a mug of your favorite beverage and welcome to the first episode of on the ice with bernice i am just so glad that you can join us here today anita um i I'm just excited of this venture of starting this podcast. And I'm just so grateful that you're willing to be one of my first people I interview. So um, I am aware that you have been skating for quite some time. Not as long as me, because I've been skating since sliced bread. But, but you've been skating a long time. So can you, can you tell me a little bit about your skating journey? Where did that start?
1: Sure. Um, I started skating... Uh, When I was 11, um, my family, we were moving to Huntsville, Alabama, from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I was not most thrilled about the move, Uh, but I had started enjoying watching figure skating on TV, particularly Christy Yamaguchi. I was fascinated by her backward crossovers, and I used to do backward crossovers all over the living room, or I thought I was doing backward crossovers, who knows what I was actually doing. So my dad told me when we moved to Huntsville that there was a new rink that had opened and he signed me up for classes and I have never stopped skating.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Now, has there ever been a moment where you wanted to stop skating? So there were two times I stopped skating.
1: One time I stopped skating, I believe I was around 16 when my parents told me that they wouldn't be able to pay for skating anymore. And so then... I was just like, oh, well, I guess I can't skate. But then I realized after just like a few short months that I was 16 and I could get a job and I could use it to pay for figure skating. Um, and then the other time I quit skating was when I was in college and I thought I wanted to go to medical school. And I thought that maybe if I quit skating, it'll help me, you know, focus more on my studies. But I think skating just really helps you have like a schedule to your day. And it just is good for your health. It's good exercise, get those positive endorphins going. And I never actually did any better in school (laughs) when I quit skating. And then in the end, I ended up coming back and I skated all throughout graduate school.
0: So my first question to this is what would you say to people who find the financial side of skating hard and they don't want to give it up but they they want to keep skating but you know it is hard it is expensive I know I've been skating for quite a while myself and and so what advice would you give to people who are finding trouble in that side sure um yeah skating is definitely an expensive sport um
1: So one thing is when you are on the ice, because, you know, I started paying for my skating at such a young age, like you have to make sure that you're utilizing the time you have out there, right? Like have a plan before you get on the ice about what it is that you want to accomplish and be realistic about how many hours you can skate a week and then write down what your goals are going to be, but make sure that they're realistic with the amount Of hours you can put on the ice. So if you can only skate an hour a week, then come up with a goal that is, you know, realistic with an hour a week. Um, Often at rinks, there are jobs you could see. I remember I used to work as a skate guard, you know, and that's when you skate around during public sessions and make sure people aren't doing crazy stuff. Um, You can work in skate rental sometimes part-time and help hand out skates. You can uh, talk to your local skating school to see if you can be a skating assistant um, or teacher's assistant, and often you can get ice time, um, you know, to help with that. So if it's something that you
0: really want to do, there usually are ways to make it happen. That is a great thing, and I agree with that 100%. When I was younger, I myself was a skate guard. It was back in the olden days, but it helped me make money when, when my family wasn't able to help me as much with my skating goals. And another question I had is, I know that you don't just skate. A lot of your life is devoted to skating. You love skating. I can see that. I've known you for a while now. But how do you balance your life between skating? And, and tell us about some of the other things you do outside of skating.
1: Sure. Um, so in addition to skating, I'm also an optometrist. And so what that is, is I'm an eye doctor, but I don't do eye surgery. I just provide general primary care for the eye. And I help people see by prescribing glasses and contacts and just treating like minor eye injuries and um, monitoring them for diseases. So the way I balance all of that is I like to first, I like to skate myself. So I try to find some time in the mornings. Uh, Lately, it's not been that much. It's only like maybe two days a week, three days a week, where I set aside an hour for myself to skate and whatever goals it is I want to pursue. Um, I'm also a figure skating instructor. So I do most of my coaching in the mornings. I'll sometimes coach on a Monday afternoon. That's my only afternoon that I'm not doing optometry. And so I think Google Calendar is a great tool.
0: I I use
1: Google Calendar myself. Yeah so you know i set aside what time is for optometry and what site is for coaching and what is what time is for skating um, i'm also um, involved with magic city theater on ice it's a nonprofit athletic organization and we help promote figure skating but specifically theater on ice and theater on ice is a combination of the grace and athleticism of figure skating with the artistry and excitement of theater and dance so we have teams Um, with eight to 24 skaters and we have been um, competing nationally since 2016 and we are the reigning um, national champions in the open division and so i help coach and direct the program and it is so much fun to skate with your friends on the ice and make some magic happen
0: now for any of our listeners out there if you haven't seen any of magic city theater on ice's programs. You definitely need to go check them out. You can find them on YouTube or on their website. And it is just so much fun to watch. I think a lot of times we think that in the skating world, if you're in the skating world, you're only there to go to the Olympics, but that's not a reality that skating is so much bigger and better than that. And I think Anita, especially in her life, we, we get to see that. She's such a great example of that. And so that's another reason why I'm so glad you're on our podcast today to, to help show people that skating is for everybody. Now, um, I also understand that you're writing a book. Not only are you um, an eye doctor and you're a skater, and, and, but you're writing a book. So could you tell us more about your new book? Sure. Um, So I've always enjoyed writing
1: since I was a kid. I used to write stories and illustrate them and glue them together and make little books and read them to my family. So writing is just something I've always loved to do. I just feel like it's good for my soul. Um, And then in 2004, I decided I wanted to be a serious writer. And so I've written um, several books um, since then. And the book that will be coming out in February is called Double Axle or Nothing. And it is about 12-year-old Ruby Rani longs to be the next U.S. figure skating national champion like her idols Michelle Kwan and Alyssa Liu. Most ladies that reach this elite level of skating can do triple jumps by the time they are 13 years old. Ruby Rani turns 13 in less than a month and she can't even land a double axel, a jump she's been failing at for the past 17 months. If she can't do a double axle by the end of the summer, her coach won't allow her to compete at the regional championships. Without regionals, there's no hope of making it to nationals. It doesn't help that a voice in her head keeps telling her she can't do it. To make matters worse, her parents seem indifferent about her ambitions. They only care about her brother Dylan making a perfect score on the ACT and their busy dental practice. Is it possible to achieve a dream when no one believes in you?
0: Oh my goodness. I am just, that just sounds interesting. And it sounds like a struggle that I've been dealing with myself, you know, cause I skated when I was younger, but I've been getting back to it in my older age. And I've myself, not my double axle, cause I don't think I could do that. My hips aren't, aren't, aren't fit for that, but my axle I've been really struggling with. And so I'll be very interested to see how Ruby deals with this, just because I myself am dealing with this problem.
1: And I think in figure skating, and not just in our sport, but in lots of sports, um, sometimes we get so hung up on our inability to do something the way that we want it to happen, that we let it bring us down as far as our self-worth as an athlete. And that's just a really big point I wanted to get across in this story, because I feel like There are so many figure skaters who can't land this or can't land that or they can't and they just turn that into that defines them as a skater and that's not true and so um you're so much more than one element
0: now i'm gonna throw a hard ball at you and you don't have to have an answer for this but in in what would you say does define the self-worth of a skater
1: I think that one is it doesn't matter what level you are at. You need to claim the title and say out loud, I am a figure skater. It doesn't matter what medals you have or what tests that you've passed, but just being able to own that identity and just be happy with wherever you are at in your skating journey. um, That's what matters the most. And just go out there and have fun. And just show other people that you're having fun and share how much you love your sport with others.
0: I agree. I think I was a little nervous in asking that question, if I'm going to be honest, because I think sometimes it's hard to put it in words, but you've done that beautifully. And so I I thank you and I agree. Um, Yeah, so I'm really excited to read this book and I hope our listeners are as well. Um, how, when is this book going to be available to us? Where can I, where can I go and buy it? Sure. Um, so it should be released in February 2022.
1: Um, we'll have a more precise release date on my website, AnitaSaxSanta.com. And then also on my Instagram, which is at sk 8 um, and it will be releasing around the time of the Olympics. So, you know, if you're watching the Olympics, and you're like, oh, I'd like to read something a little bit more about the sport. It'd be a great book to pick up. Um, it'll be available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound, just, uh, Apple books, just wherever you like to buy your eBooks or paper, paperback copies, it'll be available there.
0: Well, I'm, I'm really glad that you have the option for a paperback and the eBook because, I myself still am very into the paperbacks, but I, I know many people have gotten into this new e-book thing, and I'm sure that they will be glad to um, have access to it. Well, Anita, I'm just so glad you could um, come and join me today and talk a little bit about your new book and your skating. Is there anything else that you know, you'd you like want to let the world know about? Sure.
1: Um, Magic City Theater on Ice, you know, as I mentioned, we're a nonprofit athletic organization, and we really need some support this season. So if you are willing and interested, check out our website, magiccitytheateronice.com, and that's T-H-E-A-T-R-E, and we have a Donate Now button, and we would really appreciate your support this season as we try to meet our training needs and our goals for the future.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Um, now, you did you start Magic City Theater on Ice? It was uh, something that kind of just
1: happened. Um, our um, skating rink here in Pelham, the Pelham Civic Complex and Ice Arena back in 2016, they were given the opportunity to host the 2016 Theater on Ice Nationals. And I was skating on the team at the time and somehow I stepped into a leadership role and, and now I am directing the program. But um, it we have a team of coaches that work together. It is definitely a conglomerate kind of think tank. It takes the creativity of so many people and the hard work of so many people um, to make the magic happens. So it is just such a fun community. And it's such a blessing to be a part of.
0: Well, I can definitely tell from all of the videos I've seen. It just sounds like a very fun group and a very fun time. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Anita, I'm very glad that you um, we got a chance to hear a little bit about you and your skating and, and um, Magic City and and then your new book. And I just can't wait for that to come out. And yeah. So hope to see you soon. Take care, Bernice. It's always good spending time with you. Good spending time with you as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of On the Ice with Bernice. On today's podcast, we talked to Anita Saxana about her skating and her new book, double axle or nothing be sure to subscribe and follow on the ice with bernice on social media if you want to support me bernice and my podcast on the ice with bernice for future endeavors please consider supporting my patreon and remember everyone is welcome on the ice